Frataloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, which also start over. Okay. Frataloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, which always seem to have the right light bulb I need because we got a weird variety of lights in our house, brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 637, June 15th, 2021. 95 degrees was the high on this day. That was in 2018, and it was as chilly as 41 degrees in 1989. So that you know darn well in 2018 when it was 95, the kids were in the lake, and the lake was free of weeds, and the lake was free of muck because Aquaside products were used by smart parents. Aquaside has been helping people maintain great lake lake shores for more than 60 years with a complete line of lake and pond control products that will take care of everything from weeds to algae. Call Aquaside. They'll help identify your problem and make sure you get the right products, which work quickly and are approved by the EPA and DNR. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. With Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop, here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. Hi there. We were alerted to a fellow uh, who's got a Facebook page called Uptown Crime. And it's uh, garnering, what, 25, 30,000 oh, followers? Yeah. A lot of people are following, Are we Joe. joined by Steve Taylor? He is on the line. Hello, Steve. Hey, how you doing? Good. What do you do for a living, Steve? Uh, I'm a real estate agent. Based where? Uh, in Uptown. And you have decided that you've had enough? Or what's, what's the story about the success of your Facebook page? You know, we, we've been... Uh, I've been working on the background of, you know, uh, trying to lobby for more public safety and better public safety uh, for years. Uh, you know, uptown, the area that I've lived in, we've, we've seen, you know, many, many stores and jobs leave the area over the last uh, three or four years, um, especially. And, you know, crime has been one of the driving factors of that, but um, also we just had really horrible representation uh, from the city council. Lisa Bender is your council person. Yeah, she well, she's actually one of my council people. So right. um, Uptown kind of straddles the line between um, Lisa, Lisa Bender controls most of the area there, but uh, Lisa Goodman uh, represents pot, a small portion of Uptown. And... Uh, Lisa Goodman has been great and has been a real, real good advocate for the community, um, which is, you know, it's a lot of weight that's fallen on her shoulders for an area that she doesn't represent. But uh, a lot of the times we've been, uh, we've had cries for help. Um, you know, they've gone ignored by our council person, and uh, but we found help from other council people or the mayor's office. The, the mayor's office is, uh, you know, um, been much better. Uh, than the council person who, uh, who's just been MIA for, you know, for, you know, last four years really, but especially the last year, no one's seen her in the neighborhood. Even after, you know, we had a, about a billion dollars of damage on Lake Street, 
um, you know, businesses were begging to speak to her, and she just would not come out and speak to our neighbors. We're talking about Lisa Bender. Have you ever had a chance to talk to her personally? Oh, yeah. We, we used to be uh, on pretty decent terms. Last time we probably had a good conversation was in 2008, uh, 2018, um, and we met at a cafe and kind of talked about public safety, and she promised me that, you know, the police contract, the Federation contract was coming up in 2019, and she promised me that she'd put a lot of effort into renegotiating that, and uh, that would unlock a lot of the answers to some of the problems. And uh, they just didn't do anything. Um, you know, so that, that's kind of part of the problem is, um, you know, they all got elected on the promise that they were going to reform uh, the police department back in 2017. And they chose this great police chief that has, you know, a huge amount of experience and, uh, you know, he's well-liked throughout the community. Actually, he's probably, if he was a politician, he would be the most liked politician in Minneapolis. He's more liked than the mayor and anyone on the council. Um, you know, uh, and so he's got a lot of experience. He sued the police department for racism. Right. When did the degradation of Uptown begin, in your estimation? How long have you been there? You know, I, I've lived on and off in Uptown since um, 2004 or so. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's always kind of been a place that kind of goes through stages, you know, and mm-hmm. You know, when I first moved there, you know, kind of most of the nightlife was surrounded by uh, a mall called Seven Points now that was formerly known as Calhoun Square. Um, you know, so most of the nightlife was there. There's Filio, um, there's uh, Independent, there was Famous Dave's, across the street was Chino and then Stella's. Um, of all those restaurants, only Stella's survived. Chino was, uh, Chino Latino was open since, I think, 2003, and it just closed this year is really tragic for for uptown you know uh, one of the two long-term long-term restaurants uh closed down and now i don't know if you've seen the news today but we've got a new autonomous zone in uh in uptown mm-hmm. that, that's mm-hmm. just being built overnight and uh you know the night before we saw um a drunken driver drive through and uh kill a protester mm-hmm. and uh so, you know, we're seeing the, the results that they're funding, not just in Uptown, but across Minneapolis, you know, and, and areas where, you know, you just, you know, as far as Linden Hills and um, down by the airport, uh, you know, real kind of far out places in Minneapolis where, you know, you, you're not used to seeing carjacking. What, what, uh, is, what typically are you posting on this Facebook page, and are you surprised at how many people visit it? No, I, I think, you know, so part of the problem is that, you know, the, the, the way that this, this came about, the situation, is that people would not talk about this. So they would talk about it in closed quarters or, you know, we've seen kind of the watered-down mainstream media. Like, they'll come, they'll come out to where the protest is and leave at, like, 7 o'clock in the evening. And then, you know... Um, Lisa Bender said she was out one night and she left at 10:30. Mm-hmm. You know, the riots began at like midnight or 1 a.m. So you know, it's really kind of selective, um, and so all the neighbors see it, but you never see it. You know, before our, our group existed, you'd really not see that represented in the Star Tribune or um, 
you know, many of the major news outlets. And even now, even though we kind of often, you know, package the whole story for them and give them all the people they need to talk to, they'll really take a soft approach to it. Um, and, and it's unfortunate because, um, you know, there's a lot of problems in Minneapolis. Um, you know, Do you think the city is in decline? I think that, you know, we need to be very careful in our steps forward and who we elect. Mm-hmm. Um, Minneapolis is a great city with, you know, hundreds of thousands of people that really want a, a great a great city for everyone. And, uh, you know, we've been in many top ten lists over the, over the recent years. So it, it's really a tragedy to see things go the wrong direction. I, I don't think we're, you know, in a, a stage where, you know, we're in, we can't recover or anything. But, you know, when in Uptown, you know, we're seeing, you know, whole rows of storefronts closed mm-hmm. along Hennepin, which is the, you know, major thoroughfare of the city. Um, that's not a good indicator for business, for jobs, for the community. Um, you know, the studies show that, you know, every business you lose, uh, it makes the other businesses fail at a higher rate in the area. Not only that, but it increases crime. Are you planning that, on leaving the area? No, I mean, I, I've been here. I, I love Minneapolis, and I uh, plan to be here long term. Um, <clears throat> you know, it it has had me think, rethinking some investments, future investments, and moving money uh, to other parts of the metro or possibly uh, out of state. Um, but my long-term vision is for Minneapolis. You know, I, I love Minneapolis. I moved here um, from overseas when I was uh, 20 years old. And uh, I've never, you know, I've moved around the U.S. since. Um, I've lived overseas. And th- there's never been a city that I've found that I love more than Minneapolis. I, I love the people of Minneapolis. And, you know, this is not a reflection on the people of Minneapolis or the business of Minneapolis is purely a reflection of the government of Minneapolis. Right. And, Kenny, I think uh, Kenny Olson wishes to address you. Hey, Steve, Kenny, um, yeah, I used to live in both Ward 7 and 10, and real estate values there have always been strong and steadily on the rise. Uh, where are we at now as far as value and trust in the market, and where do you predict we'll, we'll be going uh, as far as home sales and value, et cetera? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. You know, like uh, I, I try and avoid to mix uh, the, these these two subjects together, uh, just due to my some of uh, the ethics that I have to abide by. But what, what I'd I say is, you know, uh, what I would say is, you know, I, I haven't seen any recent decline in home sales. Um, okay. You know, the int- the interest rates are you know super low and no one's selling. So, you know, really. You know, the only people really buying are people that are really super desperate to buy um, in most markets. Right. So, um, you know, we, we, we I don't think we'll see, like, any effects of, of this on the market uh, in the near term. Uh, most most markets are kind of going gangbuster uh, across the nation. So, so uh, there's a beauty salon there uh, that decided to pull up stakes and move out. They're on, aren't they on Hennepin and 31st? Am I thinking of the right location? Jute no, Salon? Yeah, they're Jute? on. Uh, Where was Jute at? Corner of Lake Street and Hennepin. Um, so right. directly okay. across, across from where uh, uh, Seven Points Mall is. So, sure. And they, they, it's just where they actually opened that uh, the new autonomous zone in Uptown. 
Will you explain you said, that to you, me? Do you ex- uh, right now, is Lake and Hennepin, and that intersection, is that an autonomous zone? Yeah, so they just this morning we, we've received word that uh, it's an autonomous zone, and uh, some of the people that uh, security for the autonomous zone have said that they're waiting to negotiate with the city. Um, we've talked to, we've had a number of people trying to reach out to Lisa Banda, um, to, because originally, so I was, I mean, they originally had set up the initial uh, block, the intersection. Um, I had gone down there, and Lisa Bender was at the intersection. And uh, one of the people that she was with actually assaulted me. Um, and she actually had called the, the traffic. Uh, so they, there was traffic control there blocking the intersection about a block further out. And then there were guys with uh, some baseball bats and sticks actually closing the intersection. There was an elderly guy that had grown, uh, driven into the intersection. He was, you know, obviously didn't know. What, what was going on. You know, mm-hmm. he just driven in the intersection. It was all closed off. About eight or ten people approached him, one of the guys with a baseball bat. He almost pulled him out of the car. When was this, so, Steve? When was this? Uh, this was, um, I want to say Saturday. All right. No, not this past Saturday, the Saturday before. Okay. Um, and <clears throat> anyway, so it's kind of gone worse from there. Um, then... So on Sunday night, uh, we we listen uh, we listen to police scanners sometimes to see what's going on. One of my uh, friends actually called on the police scanner that there was a uh, a car accident at the McDonald's parking lot, uh, which is uh, right on the corner of Lagoon and uh, Lagoon and uh, Hennepin. It's behind behind that McDonald's. And uh, so basically, one of the McDonald's employees had I got I guess got busted or something and hit a building, but over the radio, the police said, you know, we can't respond to this area. And just due to the sensitivity of that information, you know, we didn't really want to broadcast to every criminal in Minneapolis that, you know, this area is a, you know, free-for-all. Well, this is we, unbelievable. We just, yeah, the recording is on, on, on the page, and so we, we released it the next day, but unfortunately, between when we heard that and the next morning when I woke up, a woman was killed mm-hmm. by a drunk driver that mm-hmm. was going. That was Sunday you know, night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was. Yeah, Monday morning. You know, yeah. like one. Yeah. I think about one a.m. Yeah. Um, so, you know, whichever side of this argument you are, I mean, I believe you know, as an immigrant and you know, resident of America, I believe in protests. I mean, protests are how we got got a lot of things that we have today. And, you know, I think it's important because there's a lot of things that need to be fixed in Minneapolis. But, you know, the right to protest doesn't override, um, you know, people's uh, right to safety. What kind of of information do people find on your Facebook page if they went to it today? uh, So, you know, it's kind of community building. um, You know, so we've been working with... uh, uh, a nonprofit, uh, and they they hire uh, youth to help uh, clean graffiti in our neighborhood and pick up trash. We talk about um, you know uh, people that are causing problems in the neighborhood, businesses where we see uh, you know problematic activity going on. Um, we talk about how to lobby government officials. Um, a lot of these things you know were never covered. And, you know, even the local papers, mm-hmm. um, we, we had a, a 
pretty decent uh, neighborhood newspaper called the Southwest uh, Journal for a long time. And uh, they did a great job at, like, a lot of local uh, coverage. And sometimes they did actually, you know, challenge the council members. But for the most part, they just kind of left politics and crime alone. And uh, I, I, at one point, I even asked the editor, I'm like, you know, I'm happy to, for free, give you a column of crime activity in the neighborhoods, you know, like, and, and mm-hmm. notable crimes. And he's, he just was like, no, we don't want, we have no interest in that. All right. It's called Uptown Crime. Is that correct? Yeah, uptowncrime.com. All right. Uh, best of luck to you, Steve. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Steve Taylor uh, uh, founded the... Uh, uptown crime website and mm-hmm. according to you reavers who has the ability to visit facebook pages it's 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 getting twenty five thousand people to look well at it. it fits all of the criteria i mean facebook is a very you know the the millennial generation and people that are trying to keep up with their family that live in that area that's where they're going to go to try to seek out that information yeah yeah okay what do you got over there joe my thoughts of eco fun really mm-hmm. uh well, hey, can right you get now, around in an autonomous zone in an e-bike? Listen, right now, the, it could come to the point where the only way you're going to get around Minneapolis is on an electric assist bicycle <laughs> or one of the scooters that turn every urban errand into an adventure. The full line of Yamaha products at EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. Great inventory. A lot of a lot of bike shops do not have the inventory. EcoFun does. You'll get the right fit, the right tires, the right frame size, the right handlebars and options from uh, people who are experts in the business. Great recreation. And I'm not kidding. If you're going to go for a ride down Lake Street, why get trapped in a car? See? You can just peel off on your e-bike and mm. get out of there or on your scooter. Visit them at EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. Hey, GLers, if you're looking to improve the water quality in your home, then trust my friends at Hofferman Water. They are your local independent water treatment dealer, and they have been serving Minnesotans for nearly 50 years, and they understand the unique problems that Minnesota water brings. They are also an independent and authorized Connecticut dealer, so whether you're looking to soften, filter, or you just want your water to taste better, they will help make your water worry-free. I'm a prime example. I went with the Connecticut system a couple of years ago. I have the S. 650 system inside my home it made an absolute world of difference it improved everything your 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 dishes your your laundry your showers everything inside your home gets better with Connecticut and my friends at Hofferman Water if you already have a water treatment system in your home well they can help you with service and repairs they specialize in Connecticut products but service many other major brands too they can also help with salt delivery filter changes parts repairs and more give them a shout today you can call them at 612-895-2440 for a free water analysis and estimate, or just check them out online at HoffermanWater.com, and please let them know that Garage Logic sent you. Here's a man who spent... Oh, that's your job, not mine. Well, what am I doing? Uh, nope. All right, thanks. with a different piece of music, too. Jeez. I haven't played this one in forever. Since yesterday? Mate, mate. Here's Joe Suchere. Well, the old sun it came up this morning. Saul did and uh, discovered that Lake and Hennepin was closed. And <laughs> thank goodness that uh, 
DK Mags, they threw open the doors at 10 a.m. this morning. So we've got that going for us. A great place, good selection, fair prices, nice ample selection of new and used pistols, revolvers, shotguns, rifles, ammo, parts, accessories, everything we need to protect our home, our family, shoot some clay pigeons, uh, shred up some cardboard, go hunting, whatever you're into, you can find it at dkmags.com. They're on Old 8 in New Brighton and in Monticello Pawn and Gun. Uh, used, yeah, I know I've been hammering on this for a while, but I want to make sure... Do you really need that old pile of crap, Stevens, that uh, you know the next time you put a round in it, it the barrel's going to come off? Well, maybe we don't want you trading that in. How can I rephrase that? Oh, I know. That old 870 that you haven't used in years that you know you're never going to use again. Bring that in and upgrade to a fully auto. They'll do that for you at dkmags.com on uh, old 8 and New Brighton. dkmags.com. Hey, uh, Reavers, before we go any further, could you fire up? the the scan bucket for me and uh, make a generous contribution on my behalf. Yeah, what do you got? Go ahead, uh, Joe. I'll get to it in a minute. uh, No, let's do it right now. I've got to get it out of the way. You'll forget. Yesterday, Kenny uh, went on a bit of a tirade when I pointed (laughs) out that in Baltimore, 37 businesses either are or are threatening to not pay their taxes to the city because of the terrible crime problem. That number is now up to 43. Good. Yes. And I I said, let's do it here. And I said, I'd gladly join any group of residents who want to withhold their property taxes until we get some common sense changes. And Kenny said, don't mess with the Department of Revenue in Minnesota. They'll come down on you. They don't give you three seconds if you're late, on and on and on. So I got thinking about it yesterday afternoon, and I said, well, wait a minute. I don't pay property taxes to the Department of Revenue. I pay them to Ramsey County. And in Minneapolis, they, they go to Hennepin County. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not that's a clarification. It's not that big of a deal, Kenny. But Oh, it uh, is. Please tell me we were flooded with email. We did get a couple. Yeah, yeah we okay, did get a good. couple. Good. good. And, and I, I, I still think it's a tool that the citizens have that's never really been explored. I'm not calling for... Uh, I'm not calling for a revolution of not paying. We have to pay, but we have to use that as a cudgel. We, we have nothing else. We have to slow down the people in the salon from continuing to develop programs that will need constant funding out into the future. That's what's going to happen with this American Rescue money. Remember we talked about that last week? Mm-hmm. Minneapolis getting uh, you know tens and tens of millions, oh, yeah. St. Paul getting tens and tens of millions. And what they'll end up doing is creating programs that, A, cannot be measured for success, but, B, will demand funding ad infinitum. So you're just expanding the government. Cudgel. Cudgel. I think that was a bleep, that word, from Rookie. Cudgel. Cudgel. You mean a club. It's like a club. (laughs) So uh, that's why Kenny wanted some scans in the bucket. That's okay. Thank you. Thank you. You want to hear an ironic email? Joe, during Monday's podcast, the closing of Jute Salon brought back several wonderful memories as I lived on 28th and Irving during the Twins World Series victory in 1987. I hosted a party, and after the final out, we heard a lot of yelling, which sparked our interest. A bunch of us rural drunks decided to make the trek towards the commotion. We ended up in the middle of the Hennepin Lake intersection with easily over 1,000 cheering baseball fans. The police had barricaded the streets to keep us all safe. 
I remember high-fiving total strangers, as well as several cops who were as much a part of the neighborhood as the residents. No property was damaged or burned, just a bunch of fans taking the opportunity to celebrate. It's so sad to see what's happening to what was once a wonderful area to live in. Keep pushing back, Bob Wolf. Check this out. You mean to tell me. You mean to tell me. Mm -hmm. And I just saw uh, a picture uh, from social media of the blockade now at uh, Hennepin and Lake and the attempt to make that another 38th in Chicago. One of the busiest intersections in the city. Mm -hmm. Once a thriving hub of nightlife and commerce. It's now blocked off. And uh, apparently there's been no response from the city. Wouldn't you think they would have learned from 38th and Chicago to end this now? You would think. Stop it now. You would think. It's umbrellas and sawhorses and whatever else people had at their disposal to instantly block the intersection and take it over. And where is Lisa Bender? Why are the police not cleaning this up? Are the police being held back? That's what I wonder. Because that was the case. That was the case with George Floyd Square. With initially, um, wasn't it? Um, yes, fellas. Two minutes ago, the city is trying right now. Okay, good. All right, it's twelve twenty-five. This was posted two minutes ago. Uh, they're working down on Lake and Fremont, which is two blocks east of Hennepin. Two. Yeah. This should not happen. And if you let it go, it will be another symptomatic ins- insight to crime. I'll go back to my theory on 38th and Chicago. It aided and abetted the year of crime. Yes, it did. And now you're going to do it again? And, And Kenny, you used the word trying. What's there to try? Get as many people as you need and clear out the umbrellas and the sawhorses and arrest people if they hinder you. And I got news for you. If this becomes as successful as George Floyd Square, this is going to happen all the time. Anytime someone, you know... I'm just I'm saying right now this will continue to happen all over. Well, yeah, I shouldn't have used the word try because that's exactly what they're doing, Joe. They've got from the photo that I'm seeing, they've got a big big dump truck, a small pickup truck dump box, a front end loader, a bunch of city workers and I don't see any resistance at all. So it's actually Good. happening. So Good. Kenny remind me cuz the 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 intersection of 38th and Chicago, that's just two-way traffic, correct? On that intersection? Correct. This yeah. is what, four, five, six lanes of uh, traffic? F- four lanes eastbound on Lake Street yeah. there, unless something has changed, yeah. But Hennepin uh, because, also is also four lanes, is it not? Uh, well, I haven't been on Hennepin in years. It's probably one each way. You know how bike lanes and okay. everything is. Um, yeah, but, but Lake Street is three to four lanes eastbound. Oh, man. Fry and the cops have to race to the scene. This cannot happen again. No, you can't let this happen again. You absolutely cannot. So the, 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 the challenge isn't cleaning it up, obviously. The challenge is keeping it open. And, and how are they going to do that? A police presence and arrests. Right. If you hinder this effort to open that intersection, you should be arrested. You should be taken to jail. And then that 
celebrity back bail fund group can get you out in about 10 minutes. Right. <laughs> and not to mention, it was understood the reaction to the George Floyd situation. This is so completely different than that. What happened with Boogie Smith, Winston Boogie Smith. Mm-hmm. It's night and day difference. Mm-hmm. Lake and Hennepin. And in 1987, it was a 1,000 people celebrating and no damage, celebrating a World Series victory. But you don't have to go back as far as 1987 to find when Lake and Hennepin was a very viable, livable, lively intersection. Five years ago, it was great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, one month ago, it was great. My friend Jiggs Lee, my friend Jiggs Lee used to be in a band called the Grasshoppers and Kane and a wonderful singer. He had an event at Famous Dave's, and I was allowed to play on a couple songs with him. And that was about 10, it, year, 10 it, years ago. Is that when they killed your mic? Well, they never let me, me have a mic, ever. That that, <laughs> that, that was a given. Right. I, okay. I wasn't allowed to Since croak. when I lived, I lived over in both Kenwood and Uptown, really close to there in the, in the 90s, and we'd walk everywhere in yeah. the middle of the night, you know, stumbling home, you know, um, at 2 in the morning, and with no concern for our safety whatsoever because there wasn't a problem. Kenny, I remember you and I had a mutual friend who used to work here who I did a radio show with. And we uh, attended a birthday uh, party uh, for her. Let's 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 just leave that lie right where it's well, at. There, what, what I'm saying is a lot of people walked to that party. Yeah. In that area, in that neighborhood. I remember that. Yeah. And that wasn't that long ago. I'm not going to contribute to this. That's <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Am I going to get you in trouble? I didn't mean to. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not saying anything. There. Okay. I had to look up a few <laughs> cents wins. Uh, it's making, sorry, buddy. It's making virtually <laughs> it's okay. all of the national news websites that the heat wave in the West uh, is record setting. And it's anticipated that beginning tomorrow through Saturday, the temperature could come within 10 degrees of the all-time high ever recorded on Earth. You know when that was? That was July Uh, 10th, 1913, when it hit 134.1 degrees at Furnace Creek Ranch, California. Well, appropriately named. Isn't that an odd name? Furnace and Creek. Uh, That was July 10th, 1913. AccuWeather forecast calls for record-breaking high temperatures in the middle 100 20s each of these days. The average high for the middle of June in Death Valley is around 110. Phoenix is expected to reach or exceed 115 degrees each day through Saturday, which would break its record for consecutive 115 degree days of four. That record was achieved in 1968 uh, in other years, 79, 90, 95, and in 2020. Las Vegas uh, will experience the heat to another level through the middle of June. Through Saturday, Sin City is forecast to approach 115 and challenge the record high temperatures that date back to 1940. Uh, It is unusual for Las Vegas to reach above 115, even in the hottest part of summer. The official reporting station for the city has documented temperatures above 115 degrees in only 21 of the last 73 years. Salt Lake City has recorded two consecutive days of record-breaking temperatures this week uh, to put The 103-degree temperature at Salt Lake City in historical context, it's the earliest 103-degree on record dating back to 1874. The previous earliest was June 17, 1940. 
Nothing has changed. Nothing? All of this has been around before. Hmm. In central and northern California, uh, they're experiencing triple-digit heat. It's dreadful. I'm not diminishing that it's punishing and dangerous and hard on livestock and crops. A little and, dry, Joe. But she gets dry there. Historically, it, it uh, unfortunately gets uh, terribly, terribly dry. And uh, so I thought I'd look up some sense winds, and it's all happened before. Gotcha. It's all happened before. Okay. Uh, I watched... Uh, you wouldn't know it was hot in Vegas last night when uh, uh, Montreal and Vegas played game one. I can't wrap my head around, well, first of all, Vegas playing Montreal, but Vegas playing Montreal in a conference in, final. I, I, yeah. it just, that, I can't wrap well, my I head around that. I said yesterday, Maurice Richard is rolling over in his grave. Yeah, I can't watch it. I, it's disrespectful. It is. It's disrespectful it is. for my Habs to be playing in a city yep. called Sin City. And what happens when two Eastern Conference teams, if the Habs win, face off in the Stanley Cup final? That's going to be weird. Yeah, it will. It will be. You mean like Montreal and, and, uh, and the, the Islanders? Islanders. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, but, who do you cheer for then? If Montreal well, plays I'm the island. Montreal. I'm always Montreal. You always are. Okay. Yeah. Always the island. Always the well, island. Well, I'm always Montreal. <laughs> I've told you this story. We made a cross-country uh, family trip in 1960. It was either 1962 or 63. Okay. So how many kids did we have then? Uh, hell, six or seven. They were they were piled in. We were all piled into the Ford Country Squire station wagon, and we went up through uh, you know Grand Marais into sure. Canada. And that new highway was just opened. Uh, the QW whatever it's oh, called. It's Trans Canada. Oh, but we went around the big lake over the top, and uh, uh, back then. It was Ma and Pa Hotels, and the old man always managed to find one where they had the neon cocktail glass, you know, <laughs> hoping it had a pool sure. so he and the old lady could go in there and have a bump while we went swimming. And mm -hmm. and, uh, and it was it was really, I, I'm, there's a point I'm going to get to. It was really, really wonderful and touristy because people used to do that. That's how people used to take vacations. Now these brats want to be flown to uh, Disney World in the mm -hmm. middle of March, you know. So anyway, keep going down through Sault Ste. Marie and over <laughs> down. Somehow we got to Maine, came down through Maine where fireworks I had were confiscated. That I oh, bought when you crossed the border, yeah, sure, yeah. The border. But we stopped in Montreal, and the old boy took me to the Forum. Oh, boy. In the dead of summer. I don't know how we got in, but it was open. It had that musty clothes smell that you get in a school in the summer, mm -hmm. you know. And I saw the Blue Blanc et Rouge seats. Because I was just a goner. I was just a nutcase for the Montreal hockey team. So I got to see the building. And then later, of course, ended up covering games there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That, that building does not still stand today, correct? Well, it's the Molson Center. Isn't it the Molson Center? But I think I don't think it was torn down. I'd have to look. And oh, I they don't kept have, it I don't, I don't have an internet to be able to do that. Actually, you do. It's All right those there. feelings that you had then and now for that is could easily be the same feelings I had when I was drugged to the Indianapolis 500 track as a, as a kid. You were drugged in the there? In the, in the middle of summer. He's seen it. Um, no races. Got in a, uh, in a uh, passenger van, did a lap around the track, 
and it was the most one That's of the most cool. memorable events of my life. Wow! I tried talking to my dad about it uh, two days ago. Has no memory of it whatsoever. <laughs> really? <laughs> Not at all. He remembers Churchill Downs the next day, but he doesn't remember the track. So, so, Joe, were, were Canadian games carried locally on radio here? What were what? No, no. But there why were, were you a fan? Well, all they had back then in the original six was a game of the week on TV. Okay. Uh, and it was a lot of the times it would be Montreal. Montreal. Okay. It was just fantastic. That's just cool. Fantastic. That's really cool. Uh, just like the playing golf up at Giants Ridge is fantastic. Mm-hmm. At the Legend and the Quarry, two of the best public golf courses in the country, and great prices. What'd you say? What did you say? Tory Pines is. I believe I spent two and a quarter. But this, keep in mind, it was in the middle of winter. Or not, or I guess, I guess the tail end of winter, yeah. and there was quite a bit of demand. Well, right now in the prime golf season at Giants Ridge, you can uh, get a 37-hole special. Play the Legend and the Quarry on the same day. They provide the lunch. They throw mm-hmm. in lunch. 167 bucks on weekdays. 175 bucks on weekends. Take that, Torrey Pines in Pebble Beach. Uh, but the best part is it's more than golf. It's uh, hiking trails and biking trails, and it's got one of the best... Uh, well, they got these fin cycles. It's a single rider electric golf cycle. It's really going to bring a new element to your game. They'll put together tournaments for groups of eight or more. You want to get your buddies or your family members. They'll customize a tournament for you. Find out more at GiantsRidge.com, where you can also make tee times. Oh, I want to tell you, they got a great 4th of July event. That's right, they do. Play the legend or the quarry at Giants Ridge Sunday, July 4. Take this, Tory Pines, 76 bucks mm. Plus tax when you register for Troon Awards at Giants Ridge. Find out more at uh, GiantsRidge.com. And uh, view the 3D course flyovers of the legend in the quarry at GiantsRidge.com. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here once again for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And as you've been hearing over the course of the last couple of months, Josh asks you one simple question, and that's always, do you know what you own? You see, Josh's clients, they always know what they own. And Josh has found that most people that he meets with every single day, well, they don't. They absolutely have no idea. Josh has also seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds. And there are real instances of people paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that those bonds currently yield. So Josh begs of you, know what you own. And you'll hear from Mr. Money Talk later today here in Garage Logic to give you a specialized report on the goings-on in the market today. Trust is often overused, and it's even harder to find. Please, you can take it from me that you can trust Josh. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation, and you do so by calling 952-925-5608. Once again, that's 952-925-5608 for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Today is the day. It's time. Let's get on the web and log on to aimhighconstructionm.com to see when Chris and his crew can do that project for you. Maybe this fall sometime over the winter. Uh, Whether it's roofing, siding, decks, kitchens, bathrooms, basement, flooring, new countertops. Uh, Oh, and you know what? Remember this now before the tornado rips that roof off your house. Storm damage. Go with an established company for your insurance repairs and not some dude in a rusty El Camino from dirty old Missouri. Come on, man. 
And it maybe it doesn't have to be done this fall or this winter, depending on the materials and when the crew is available. Maybe it could be next month. You're not you're not going to know unless you call them. Uh, but let's get real. Lumber prices. Everything you heard is yeah mostly true. Uh, but thankfully, Aim High's labor costs. They've stayed steady. They have not gone up. So if you're thinking about a project, have Chris out and have Aim High price it out. As material prices go down in the next few months, Aim High will revise your bid to reflect the market. AimHighConstructionMN.com. Don't forget, AimHighConstructionMN.com. Do you guys recall me telling you of an incident? I think it was as recently as just maybe this past January, January of 2021, when I went to a uh, Walgreens on Grand Avenue in yes. St. Paul, yes, and some young women, I followed some young women into the store. Mm-hmm. They had arrived right. in two different cars. And I, I can't remember what I was buying. One item, I found it and went immediately to the cash register. Only, One stamp. I needed a stamp. And then uh, <laughs> I see them running out. And I thought to myself, well, wait a minute. There's no way they could have paid. There, there wasn't time for them to have had that exchange. Not to mention, there are no cash registers in the back of the store. Right. So <laughs> I followed them out. And I should have said something, but instead I got their license plates. And I walked back in the store and found the manager and said, do you, you just got ripped off. And he says, I know. Do you want the license plate numbers of the car? Yeah, sure, I'll call it in. But he was just resigned to the fact that nothing would happen. Right, right. Well, get this. This story is unreal. <laughs> is, this the, is this the guy on the bike that mm-hmm. I'm thinking of? A video emerged on social media yesterday, uh, Monday, that's yesterday, that showed a man on a bicycle fill up a garbage bag with items inside of San Francisco's Walgreens and then leave the store without being stopped. Leanne Melendez, a reporter for KGO-TV in the city, posted the video on Twitter. This just happened at the Walgreens on Gow and Fell Streets in San Francisco. Hashtag no consequences. She tagged Chassa Budin, the city's district attorney. Commenters said the apparent theft is an example of the city's lawlessness. Walgreens did not respond to an email from Fox News. The San Francisco Chronicle has reported that Walgreens closed 17 stores in the city in the last five years. The paper, citing a regional vice president for May, reported that Walgreens spends 35 times more on security guards at stores in San Francisco than in any other U.S. location, and theft at these locations is four times higher than in other stores. The guy rode his bike into the store. Right. Through the door, through doors the door, open, boom, starts he's in. filling a bag. He's getting filmed by two people, one of whom looked like a, had a security patch. That's where I was going with it, but go ahead. And they didn't do anything. <laughs> you hear the woman filming it saying, should we call 911? And you don't hear what the other guy says, but they just watched it happen. And the one guy that did have what appeared to be a security patch on his arm, he, he did try to grab the bag of goods out of the uh, thefts, the thieves, the thieves hands mm-hmm. but he managed to hold on to him and then you know the automatic door opens and off he goes pedaling he'll never be there will never be a consequence and here is the problem too a lot of these large retailers um they're instructing employees don't try to apprehend i understand let them go and and these thieves they know this yeah but what what if your wife or your sister's in there with a bunch of little kids and and uh 
they're, they're placed in harm's way by this kind of activity. It's driving me crazy. This breakdown of moral and ethical integrity is is, is extraordinary. Well, it's a complete free-for-all. The closest you get to the country's tallest buildings. Oh, my it's word. It's a free-for-all. <laughs> but what can we do? I, I mean, I f- all we can do is sit here passively and watch it go down. You know, we're trying to push back, but we're, hell, let's face it. Meanwhile, we'd feel so guilty. We'll pay, we'll pay double. I'm sorry. Here you go. It's Well, I'm guilty. Uh, yes. Why didn't I confront those girls? No, you're no. Don't do that. Well, Kenny, I, I don't Kenny, think back I, me up on that, I, please. I, well, I don't think I was in danger of having them shoot me. They would kick your ass Joe, from here to Fridley and back. Here's here's the phrase that you need to keep in mind. Then how am I supposed to push back? It ain't worth right. it. it then how am I supposed to push it. back? You did. You wrote Ravers, down the license plates and you turned it over. That's the extent you need to be involved. What were you gonna say, Kenny? So who Sorry. does need to be involved? Not now you're preaching what we were preaching you when you decided to get involved on the uh, light rail train. True, but... Would you, Reavers, would you have gotten involved if that was you in that drugstore? In Joe's situation or the situation with the guy on the Joe's, bike? No, Joe's situation. Uh, again, two sets of rules. Am I by myself or do I have my kids with you're me? You're by yourself. If I'm by myself, I probably would have yelled something inside the store, yes. I probably would have said something. Yeah. You ready to punch a girl? No. Because they're going to come at God, you. God, no. They're coming at you. That's true. Everybody knows. Ask anybody that's graduated high school, Minneapolis, St. Paul, the girl fights way worse than the boy <laughs> fights. <laughs> okay. Way worse. All way right. Worse. Let's, let's, I'll break it down for you. What do you think I thought by not saying anything? What do you think was going through my mind? You thought maybe they paid? No, God, no. I know for okay. a fact they didn't pay. You and so did the store manager. He knew for a fact they just got ripped off. Well, I'm guessing that you probably felt ashamed and you were angry with yourself. No, at the time of the con- at the time of what could have been a potential confrontation, I follow them back out. My car's parked right behind their two cars. Oh, I had I time don't. to address ooh, them. Ooh. I had time to address them. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, you in the back. You did not want anything to happen to your car. No, I didn't care dang about it. the car. Oh, dang it! Because you mentioned the they car. were black, and you're the angry white guy. So uh, what am I? You're an a old racist. racist. You're an old racist. You know what? Does it come to that? I'm an old yes. racist for uh, uh, calling out someone for thievery. Yes, that's yes. what was going through my mind. I froze. And you know what? That was a good governor to have because, again, I don't think anything good would have come of that. And as long as we're continuing to break it down, Kenny's absolutely right. When I think back on them, they would have, uh, with three of them, could have easily beat me up. But that would have delayed their getaway. That's true. Yeah. But that's the shame but, of it, because this manager, he just says, well, I'll turn it yeah. into corporate. And, and we'll get our insurance that manager check. Wouldn't, yeah, that, that manager would have not come to your rescue, nor would any of the employees. What? Doesn't Fratelloni have tape of his store getting looted last summer? He does. Mm-hmm. Yes. And some of it is quite troubling. Well, it's quite troubling to me that you go into a Walgreens... Uh, in a in what's supposed to be a nice part of town, and you witness this, and then I've become paralyzed with what have I been paralyzed with? I've been paralyzed with white guilt. No, I didn't feel guilty at all. I just felt 
Well, maybe that's the word. Maybe I, I thought, well, if I say something, uh, it, it won't carry any weight. No. Although I think of a black guy in my situation, I think he could have said something to them too, and it wouldn't have carried any weight. It's just a shame. They were there that's to steal beauty to. products. Yeah, that's. It's just a shame that that's what we've come to. Jeez, whiz. Cheese on crackers. By the way, uh, speaking of that, um, Mike didn't want me to mention a couple things. I was corresponding with him yesterday. At, if you're looking for a job, Fratelloni's is hiring. Oh, I would love to work at there. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. No, I, that's what my first job was. I worked at the Fairboys Hardware yeah. for three years in high school. What, Isn't that where Matthew's oldest kid, yes. Matt, yeah. worked? Yeah. And now Matthew's, what, a, like a millionaire or Pretty a close. Yeah. Rook's yeah. going to be working for him for the rest of his Let life. Let me tell you something. Rook's rooting for the kid. Right. Uh, also, uh, uh, Mike wanted me to mention this, that he's partnering with uh, the fine folks up at Bent Brewstillery. We've all been there. Uh, they're doing a really cool event this Saturday. It's called Father's Eve. So you go up to Bent Brewstillery, you buy a $10 ticket, and that gets you a, 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 a beer at Bent Brewstillery. And it also gets you entered for the chance to win a smoke fire grill courtesy of Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. Um, you can go to either Bent Brewstillery's Twitter account or you can go to their website at bentbrewstillery.com. That sounds like a pretty fun event. Um, and all the, the all the proceeds uh, are going to the, help me out here, uh, Children's Hospitals of Minnesota. So that's pretty cool. Mike does a lot of good work with both Gillette and Children's Hospital. I, I'm not done with this being paralyzed. It, it shouldn't have gotten to this point in this culture. I, I probably was afraid of being... See, if I was afraid of being judgmental, that was stupid because there was nothing to be judgmental about. They committed a crime. Right. Right. But now that's what we, how we've been programmed. I felt programmed. Yes. Yes. I felt programmed that, uh-oh, I better not say anything because these are children of color. Mm-hmm. Who, who, who I expect the same behavior from as anybody. And when it's not there, I was almost ready to say something, and then I'm paralyzed. My self-editing kicked in and said, I can't say anything. Well, why can't I? <laughs> in 2021, yeah, you're right. That Those are now the set of rules that we have to live by, which is just a shame. I have had other situations where I have said something. Uh, for example, I was walking down the street uh, when the Pioneer Press still had a building. I have no idea where it's located now. I have no idea if it has a physical presence. But uh, this was when it was still downtown. So this is years ago. Okay. And there were young uh, uh, girls of color, teens, on a corner sitting on a bench. And as I walked by, they spit at me. They spit at my feet. And I said, knock it off. That is rude. It's unhealthy. And you look foolish. And you should have heard what I heard. You should have heard what I heard. I can't even imagine. But, but in that situation... Uh, they probably interpreted me as being judgmental. In other words, they weren't committing a crime. That, that, that's times like that, I think you're allowed to judge, are you Right. Not? They weren't committing a crime, but they were clearly breaking the social contract we should all have. Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, but this, this incident at Walgreens, clearly a crime had been committed. But I think, and I don't get to comment? I think, though, that, I don't know what the right word would be, but the barometer of when now a 40-year-old or a 70-year-old white guy can intervene in a situation like that, if those three girls 
were, let's say, attacking someone, yes, then you uh, get to you intervene. Have to. You have yes. ha- and you and you must. Yes. But if they're stealing beauty products from Walgreens, I think you did what you did, and that's about the, the, far, the farthest you can go for this. Oh, uh, they're just ripping off corporate America. That's good for and them. And it would be, what? why do you care? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you said you felt programmed. That's exactly what the manager was. I, my yeah. early days there, I worked in convenience stores, and that was the first thing they told us. You get ripped off, just go with it. Give them the money, give them anything they want. Don't, don't fight them. Don't get involved. It's not worth it, it right. The That's, only people yep. we see getting involved in fighting back during robberies are the owner-operators. When the guy behind the counter owns the joint, then he's going to fight back. But if you're just a minimum wage employee, you know, you in, just give them the cash. Including, was it the, um, help me, during the, the, the rioting of uh, post-George Floyd, wasn't it the owner of the pawn shop? That was yes. trying to save mm-hmm. his place, mm-hmm. and didn't he end up getting charged? I don't recall. Okay. We looked on uh, during the last break. We all went to various websites and looked if there's any coverage on the uh, uh, attempts by the city to reopen Nicollet Hennep. I'm sorry, Hennepin and Lake, and I can find none. I can find none on the Star Tribune. Alec, our, our gal uh, Alex Jokic. Is that how you pronounce it? Yes, she's down on the scene for Channel 5. And she is tweeting video, and Channel 5 is tweeting video. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, I don't have that on my telephone right now. Are they successfully reopening? Well, they've got a a massive backhoe that's scooping everything up and piling it into a dump truck. Yes, that's a front-end loader. Dang it. Front-end loader. Um, And um, (laughs) there there is a police presence there, too. Good. Yeah. And if you hinder the police, you should get arrested. You cannot let this go beyond 2 o'clock today, if that. This has to end today. Kenny, not only did you correct me, you know who else would have? My nine-year-old. Well, I'm wondering, is does your dad listen to this podcast? Because I need to have some words with yeah, Mr. Reavers. He's, he's going to have to uh, text Mr. Reavers, me. your son just called a front-end loader a backhoe. My fault. What? Where did you go wrong, sir? Oh, oh don't get him started. <laughs> Isn't a backhoe in the back of the vehicle? Yeah. And the front-end loader's got a scoop in the front? Right in the front there. There you go. Yep. Guys, yeah. guys. Uh, they that, got the, can you get them in the city? They got them? That was my city they, at moment of the day. A couple of weeks ago when they were clearing 38th in Chicago, protesters were calling the front-end loaders bulldozers. <laughs> and that's, boy, that really set me off, too. <laughs> Come I'm going to get emails. Oh, I'm sorry. That, uh, it, it cannot be emphasized enough that this cannot happen. No. Uh, it will only increase crime. It will only increase the difficulties small businesses are facing. You know, that. what was the theater there? Uptown? That's closed. Jute Salon is closed. The guest we had, Steve Taylor, said many businesses are closed. Blo- what did he say? Blocks mm-hmm. are closed? They're, mm-hmm. they're either boarded up or they're just completely vacant. There's a pizza place not far from there called Delano's. Yeah, oh, yeah. And every that- Tuesday night in the summer, that was a uh, an unofficial gathering place for motorcycles. And I participated many, many times as recently as, oh, What's what year is this? Twenty twenty one. What year is it? Probably five years ago, six Joe, years that's, ago. Um, about I'm going to say a half to one block east of Lindale. Right. So it, it's a bit down the road. Okay. Well, anyway, I mean, in other words, most of the people in the Twin Cities are terribly familiar 
and is have it? had some reason to either be on Lake Street or do business on Lake well, Street. Well, and Uptown was always that area. At least this is the way I always viewed Uptown. Uptown was the area where if you weren't comfortable bringing your family down to downtown Minneapolis, mm-hmm. Uptown was the place that you always felt safe mm-hmm. with your family. I remember taking my wife and kids to Stella's for, a, a, not a family gathering, but a group gathering. And never once did I think, oh, I better watch out. Because Uptown was just the place where you felt safe. Well, wasn't it for a while just the most in intersection oh, for sure. in town? For sure. And remember, wasn't there a terrible shooting there about two winters ago? And I think that started the decline. Maybe. Hmm. I don't remember that. Mm. Well, be careful where you work. People are changing where they work. They're changing how they work. Uh, that's why Center Point of Mendota Heights Commercial Office Park came along with a new choice, a better idea. It's a campus of uh, rolling hills and shade trees, and it's in uh, it's in Mendota Heights with easy access to the airport, highways 55, 62, 494, and 35E. You just choose. The, it's an eight-building campus. You pick the right size for you and your employees, and you got your own restroom. Your parking is free in front of your building. You're not fighting the hassles of downtown construction and waiting for elevators and wondering about safety. You're working in a park-like setting surrounded by trees and close to walking trails, bike trails, great lunch spots. And each office space is customizable. You can get exactly what you want and what you need and work in a completely different environment of peace and quiet than you've been accustomed to, for example. As we come out of uh, the pandemic, and return to work. I see where uh, people, uh, uh, his name escapes me, but a big banker in New York said, if you want to get paid a New York salary, you got to get back to work. But you don't, you don't live in New York. You live in the Twin Cities, and you can start your work life with a brand new attitude at center points of Mendota Heights Commercial Office Park. For more info, visit escapetomendota.com. This is Ricey for the Canopy Group. As you set out to explore Minnesota this summer, think about this. There are 234 cities in Minnesota with populations over 2,500. The Canopy Group has clients in all but seven of those. Why is this fact important? Because the Canopy Group's experience in all of these Minnesota cities gives them a unique edge in getting you the best home and auto insurance coverage at the best price. Remember, the Canopy Group offers 15 insurance companies for a reason, to match your specific situation, including zip code, with the best insurance company for you. This is done every year because your situation may change. It is also true that the insurance company's appetites might change as well. This experience working throughout Minnesota provides thousands of Canopy Group Clients, the peace of mind knowing the Canopy Group is working for them. Please visit thecanopygroup.com. Wowzers. <laughs> you cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Souchere. Uh, I got a couple of notes, fellas. Uh, the first is from Todd, who sent me a uh, photo on Twitter of a beautiful bottle of barrel-strength bourbon whiskey from our friends at Harmony Spirits. Thank you for supporting them, Todd. Also got a great email from Thomas that said he stopped into his local liquor store uh, in Maplewood, and they did not have Harmony Spirits, but I asked for them by name, and two weeks later, boom, 
There it was on the shelf. Thank you, GLers, for making Harmony Spirits part of your rotation. We are huge fans of those handcrafted spirits made right here in the state of Minnesota on Garage Logic. But please stop into that uh, tasting room, by the way. They have a lot of really cool craft cocktails, and they uh, they shuffle that menu throughout the course of the summer. So stop in there and uh, say hi to the fellas. Also, keep continuing to go into your local liquor store and also sign up for that monthly newsletter in which one of you is going to win a free bottle of Harmony Spirits just by signing up for that newsletter and let them know when you stop into that tasting room that Garage Logic sent you their way. Brah. I made a note to myself, just one word I wrote on my uh, sheet for today, and that was colonialization. Oh. And we've been talking about the people who don't like this country and they don't like capitalism and they're trying to bring about the mystery. Watch for that word. It's showing up more and more uh, as something to be objected to, which only can lead me to the idea that the truly the 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 true uh, foot soldiers of the mystery in the failed academy lament the origination of this country. Uh, it should not have been colonized. So colonialization uh, is on their radar screen, and you're you're seeing that word uh, more and more often. That. Uh, it should never have happened. Yeah. Oh, so, Chris. so what should this still just be a national park? Uh, you know, the size of the United States. What should it be? I, right. I don't know. Yes, Kenny. Chris, what would Matthew the rookie say to that word? Bleep that word. <laughs> well, it's a real word. I know it is. The act of colonizing or being colonized. Right. We 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 our forebears should not have done that. They should not have come here. Well, That's the only conclusion you can reach. It's called mass. Uh, what is it called? Uh, Manifest destiny, mm-hmm. and uh, it's still going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been going on since uh, th- that ape turned into Adam, or vice versa, or whatever went on back then and there. <laughs> I told you about this woman. After a Fairfax County, Virginia school board member delivered a scathing speech at a high school commencement ceremony, Virginia parents are rejecting critical race theory and other left-leaning ideas being pushed in their public school systems. Uh, Abrar Omish, Abrar Omish, mm-hmm. the school board's lone Muslim member, delivered the keynote address before a gradu- keynote address before a graduation ceremony for Justice High School in Falls Church, Virginia, June seventh. The vice president of the student government introduced her, noting that she campaigned for presidential candidate Bernie Sanders and that her father, S.M. Omish, was a a leader and board member of the Dar al-Hira Islamic Center, the namesake of a mosque attended by two 9-11 hijackers in 2001 and the radical Imam Anwar al-Awlaki and Nidal Hassan, the 2009 Ford Hood shooter. I think it's important for your viewers to know that Abrar Omish's comments here are incendiary comments, are not the first example of divisive and anti-Semitic rhetoric. Fairfax County parent Gary Aiken told Fox and Friends First this morning. Aiken said that several weeks ago, Omish posted vile anti-Semitic tweets on her social accounts, which were linked to her official nonpartisan Fairfax County School Board page. 
That desecrates the Holy Land and kills Palestinians, and this caused huge outrage among over 250,000 Jewish Americans here in Northern Virginia, and it sparked outrage all across political lines, and there were calls for her to apologize. She offered no apology. She, she doubled down on it, Aiken said. Aiken said, it is absurd to say that school board members do not represent the school when delivering speeches within school functions like a commencement ceremony. Also, Aiken said that it is absurd that no one proofread or pre-approved the incendiary speech. The county school district said in a statement that Omish's comments were her First Amendment right and that her personal views do not reflect the views of the school board or district. Former Wall Street Journal columnist Azra Nomani weighed in on Omish's speech on the same show, calling it depressing. It was depressing. It was indicative of this radicalization that is happening within school boards and school districts and schools across the country, from principals to teachers to political operatives like Omish. Uh, Nomani said that she knows Omish very well, and they're both Muslims. She gave, the screech, she gave the speech, but the script was written years ago, Nomani said. Uh, and this, uh, I told you she was a woman who denounced capitalism and white supremacy and then sent the grads uh, to throw their hats in the air and go off and join the world, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, I have a I real a lot hope. Of, I've, Joe, I think a lot of people just don't understand what critical race theory is and what it's teaching. I, th I think a lot of people just wrongly assume that it's teaching e equality and to give everybody their due. And, and I don't think they understand that it's actually teaching division and hate. Would you agree with that? I'm not sure I do. Uh, I, I'm... I am prepared. There was a pretty good piece in the Pioneer Press today written by a columnist for the San Diego News Tribune. Yeah. And he had a very level-headed look at critical race theory. I, I still am skeptical and I have doubts, but I bet there are people who are sincerely attempting to understand it and that they are not using it as a tool of hate. Uh, it's been around for 40 years or more. What I'm skeptical about... Uh, is that I can find no evidence that I'm wrong on this. It believes that systems uh, are systemically flawed, and they've been systemically flawed, flawed against groups of people. And, and in, in proselytizing about critical race theory, I, I sense a favoring of group identities as opposed to individual identities. Right, sure, yeah. And I, I want that. all races to treasure their individuality. I don't want us to become tribalized. I don't want us to become members of, uh, th that we can only be identified by the group we belong to. Okay, yeah. But I'm, I, I'm not sure that in all cases, uh, hate is being expounded. I, I'm, I'm not prepared to, to jump to that conclusion yet. Um, might we head back to Uptown? Yes. You ready? Yep. Kenny, you ready? I'm uh, bracing myself, Chris. Uh, our our uh, guest earlier, Steve Taylor, has mm -hmm. a group called Uptown Crime on Facebook, uh, which I am looking at right now, and 24 minutes ago he mm -hmm. posted the following. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Hashtag no-go zone reestablished, question mark. 
spoke to dispatch, and police have been told to stand down by Lisa Bender and let them take the intersection again. Quote, police are monitoring the situation from blocks away, end quote. I, meaning Steve, repeatedly asked if they were going to respond, which I was eventually told no. Lisa Bender found out and asked all police be removed from the area for protester safety so that they could retake the intersection. It's like having... Can you impeach a city council member? Serious question. I don't know. Do you want me to look it up? Yeah. That's a subversive... That... that, Wow. She is not fit to hold that office. She is not fit to represent anyone. She is a bad, bad person if this is all true. Wow. Does she even have that power? That's a good question. Yeah, what power does she have to make police stand down? How, how can she... So do you suppose she said that to the chief then? And the chief has got to turn and say that to his officers? Well, we, we talked to Ta- Taylor. Did he strike you as uh, uh, accurate? I thought he was no. a very calm fellow. I, I expected someone a lot more angry than him. He's very chill, as yeah. the kids say. It's very gonna chill. it's gonna take me while to get to the bottom. <clears throat> Excuse me if you can recall, but there is a list of how to recall local governing don't worry bodies she'll, of Minnesota. She'll never, she'll never be recalled in Minneapolis ever, ever. But if that's true, that's unconscionable. Well, that's placing the citizens of Minneapolis in harm's way. And what do you yeah. hope to accomplish here? Uh, Wokeness. Wow, and oh so God, with that story that Steve just posted, or I should say story, that update that Steve just provided, there are several photos of that area of Uptown. You guys, it's unrecognizable. It does not look like Uptown. How so? What do you mean? There's boards up everywhere. There's fencing. And again, it's, it's, it's as the kids would say, it's been a minute since I've been through Uptown. Yeah. But, I, wow, it's unrecognizable. You want a ray of hope? No. Before you move on, there's something um, that I didn't get out before we changed quickly changed the uh, subject. And it's from our guy Thomas Sowell. You know, mm-hmm. we, we all know him. It's a quote from him: "If there is not equality of outcomes among people born to the same parents and raised under the same roof, why should equality of outcome be expected or assumed when conditions are not nearly so comparable?" I thought that was a really, really good quote. Especially, That's all I wanted to get in. Especially when there's not an equality of effort. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes. At the heart of the mystery is that demand for equality of outcomes. But right. it doesn't attach to that demand the equality of effort. Let's... Let's take, for example, Kelsey wrote. All... Uh, Kelsey sent me a great email about something called the Two Americas, and it was written mm-hmm. by a radio jockey. And he said his doctor took a different path in life and makes a lot more money than I do. But that's okay because he put in the effort. I chose a different path, and I like what God. I do. There is no equality yes. of outcomes. Yes. If there is, they have to be introduced arbitrarily and capriciously. That would have nothing to do with deserving. That's so the biggest. True. That's the biggest hang-up of the mystery is the demand for equal outcomes, without a demand for equal effort. 
Yep. You are not yep. likely to hear about this on the local or national media, and maybe the exception of Fox Nation or Hannity or somebody, but the Minnesota, this is from Carl, the Minnesota Trap Championship means shooting. Oh. That's from, up here, this right now, in Alex. From June 14th through the 22nd in Alexandria, Minnesota. The league has nearly 11,000 student athletes, 2,500 coaches, and 350 teams, and is the largest shooting sport event in the world, with more than 7,000 participants. Boy, there hasn't been a peep on the mainstream media. Pat, no. Pat would have enjoyed doing a column on this, I bet. Well, he could still come up. Yeah. Dennis Anderson has has done numerous uh, pieces on this. 11,000 students up. shooting shotguns, and not one injury reported over the many years this event has been going on. I guess it just doesn't fit the scary anti-gun narrative. Well, of course it doesn't. But these if, are kids pursuing a, a great uh, a great uh, uh, school team effort. You get, I wonder traveling. if the letter is a rifle that you put on your jacket. It'd be a shotgun suit. Whatever. Be a shotgun. Yeah. Uh, if you're traveling through Alexandria on I-94, it's just uh, half a mile east of the main exit, and it's on the south side of the freeway. And, yeah, they're all set up there, big tents, RVs. All of the hotels in Alec are plumb full for the next really? two Really? That should have yeah, made the yeah. news. That yeah, sounds yeah, fascinating. Yeah, it really should. Yeah, it really is. It's a really, really big deal. Because I know Dennis Ant. Go ahead. If there's anything Minnesotans like, it's being the biggest in the world at something. Right. Oh, I thought you were going to say guns, because, no. yeah, we love our guns. Mm. <laughs> I'm trying to find more information on the, the uptown area. Sorry, I'm, I'm a little distracted here. But this is this is going to happen again. Get 60 or 75 businesses together that still exist and threaten to not pay your taxes. <laughs> Those that are left, anyway. This is ridiculous. If, that, if that's true and she has some hand... In, in barricading that intersection, that's unconscionable. That's a dereliction of duty. Uh, we have now, this is according to Alex Jokic from Channel 5, a small group of protesters, some that are riding, looks like bicycles, are now blocking the road after the city of Minneapolis crews have removed the barricades. And so. why, are, why are we doing this? In the name because of they justice. contend that uh, Winston Smith was, uh, should not have been shot. Even after he fired several right. rounds at U.S. Marshals, yes. Yeah, they're lining yep. up across right. Hennepin, right by the Aveda Salon. That's, so that's at the intersection of Hennepin and um, Lake. Lake, thank you. Mm -hmm. Good guys are evil, bad guys are the heroes. That's mm -hmm. where we're at. Well, that's where Minneapolis is at. Yeah. Spencer Grunhofer is one of the good guys. Yes, he is. With the Grunhofer's old-fashioned meats and Hugo. Astounding stuff. Wagyu steaks and burgers, the brats, the meatloafs, the ham, the bacon, the salmon. Kenny even made it home without gnawing <laughs> on the class. salmon in his truck over the weekend. <laughs> I had to put it in a cooler in the box mm. <laughs> to keep it away from me. <laughs> People come from all over the country now. Minnesotans and Wisconsinites and Iowans who are coming home to visit family and friends. Maybe there's a wedding or a graduation party. you got Father's Day coming up. This weekend for great grilling, you'll have primetime U.S. Open on television because they're playing in San Diego. It'll be mm -hmm. light out till 10 o'clock or whatever it is. It's just going to be a fun, fun weekend, and you might as well make it better with uh, all the wonderful, wonderful products you can get at Grunhofer's. It's on the highway of meat and love, Highway 61. It's right at the north end of Hugo, and then Spencer's new store will be opening in Forest Lake maybe in time for the 4th of July. Very good.
Only. Oops, that's what am I doing? You haven't done that yet. Only. Mm-hmm. And Tom, if you're listening, I didn't get the email today. <laughs> Been getting them till today. Uh, only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mumpumalanga, South Africa, from Tom Lyman. It's on this day in Minnesota history. In 1909, the St. Paul Coppers activated motorcycle patrols. It was just the other day that they activated oh, cool. bicycle patrols. The St. Paul police activated motorcycle patrols with two plainclothes officers watching traffic on Summit Avenue. Wow. I wonder what bikes they were on. I suppose 190. Was Indian around then? Uh, Hell, I don't know. In 19. Yeah. Alex Celsius Henderson. In 1933. William Ham Jr., son of the owner of the Theodore Ham Brewing Company, was kidnapped at Minnehaha Street and Greenbrier Avenue in St. Paul. He was released after a ransom of $100,000 was paid. Gangster Roger Tui is brought to trial but acquitted, and investigators later learned that the real culprits were the Baker Carpus gang. Alan Carpus. Ma genius. Baker. Isn't, wasn't it Ma yep. Baker? Uh, yeah, um, but Carpus was the brains behind yeah. that operation. And on this day in 1939, Crown Prince Olaf of Norway dedicated Duluth's Anger Tower, which offers spectacular views of Duluth Harbor and Lake Superior. Bert Anger, 1864-1931, was a Norwegian-born businessman who ran a successful furniture store in Duluth. He donated much of his state much of his estate to the city after his death and thus naming the tower for him, apparently. Boy, I don't think anybody today would leave their estate to a city. No. I'm not going to. (laughs) Well, some are in the city of Minneapolis, but not by their own choice. Well, to repeat, we are learning that uh, Lake and Hennepin uh, is being allowed, allegedly, to be closed again. And monitoring the Uptown Crime website uh, from our previous guest, Steve, Steve Taylor, there is also a report of someone that is threatening to shoot public works employees at Lagoon and Girard. This is according to Dispatch. Uh, this was submitted at 1.29 p.m., so about five, Lagoon four minutes ago. Five minutes ago. Yeah, that's a half a block north of Lake Street. It's a, probably the back parking lot of that McDonald's. Good luck to you, if Uptown. It's still there. It, it's been a hot minute since I've been there, too. Yeah, good luck, Uptown. I'm Lisa go over there tonight. You are. No, mm-hmm. you're not. Oh, I'm going to no, scooter down no, Lake not. Street. I want to see what's going on. I want to see what's going on. No, in fact, I uh, won't scooter down Lake Street. I can find a much more pleasant route to get there. I can go down the parkway. I can figure something out. Okay. I'm going to try to get there. Let's see how the calendar plays out. I think I, I'm going to be giving the uh, CP a call here in the yeah. next couple of minutes. Uh, to advise you not to do that. May, make other plans for a uh, good old show. For <laughs> no tonight. protester at Lake and Hennepin will recognize the mayor and fireworks commissioner of Garage Logic. They don't listen to this What show. if you're wearing your feeling golfy hat? Well, that's that's a tip-off. Yeah. yeah. You should wear the Scott Farkas hat like you did at the uh, Winter Carnival. That's the hat you, you should know, wear. Yeah. If you put on a brain bucket, one of those half helmets, and a, um, a, a scarf or something over your face and some uh, cop shades, maybe maybe then I'll allow this. Yeah. But if you go over there looking like the goob you are with <laughs> a pair of shorts with the sailboats on them and a 40-year-old pair of boat dock siders... Everybody's going to see it coming. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I'd rather sit in my truck on a gravel road and drink a bush light. That's where I'm going right now, fellas. Oh, boy. Well, GLers, we'll get to the bottom of something someday. Yes, and we'll find out if we can recall Lisa Bender um, before next episodes of Garage Logic. By the way, uh, please do us a favor and subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube channel. And thank you to the thousands of GLers that have already done so. And also, don't forget to download that PodMN app where when you listen to Garage Logic via the PodMN app, you have the chance to win fantastic prizes. We'll catch you tomorrow. It's that time once again here in Garage Logic where we pick up that phone and we make that call to Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, and G. Ellers. That's exactly what you should do today. Once again, for that free 48 minute financial consultation. And you do so by calling 952 925 5608. You'll always get straight talk. You're never going to get sugar coated advice. And you make that call to Mr. Money Talk, who's on the line with us right now. And Josh, I have a question for you today. Are you worried about inflation, sir? Inflation has been part of our system for a very long period of time are concerned about deflation with prices going down and the economy slowing. Now, and in, and in particular that happening last year with the government-mandated shutdown and hence a recession. Since the economy has been opening up, things have changed tremendously. Indeed, last week we had the consumer price index came in at one of the highest readings in decades with a 5.5% year-over-year increase. Today, the producer price index was up 0.6% year-over-year, which is one of the highest 12-month increases on record. Couple that with retail sales numbers, which were underwhelming in the month of May. These are additional data points leading into the Fed's meeting today and tomorrow. There are numerous commentators, analysts, a hedge fund investors that are of the belief that inflation is going to run, I'm not going to say rampant, but they believe there's a lot more inflation in the system than the Fed does. The Fed is of the belief that the inflation numbers are transitory and are a result of coming out of this government-mandated shutdown and recession. I am in more agreement with the Fed's point of view at this at this juncture than of opposing view. I, too, see, yes, prices are rising. But one of the biggest increases in the consumer price index last week was used car and truck prices. Definitely a shortage of cars available. And that shortage has been acerbated by a shortage of computer chips. At some point in the next year, that should resolve itself and that should push prices down. The big demand for cars in the last year has been part of a trend that we've talked about, the urbanization theme, people moving from from city to suburbs and definitely needing a car or people moving from a you know from a major metropolitan area to another part of the of the country auto stock prices moving up used car prices moving up samples of companies like Copart Carvana Vroom as examples take a look at the stock prices of Ford and GM over the last year doing very well with a demand for cars for housing yes housing prices are up. There had been a shortage of lumber, but again, part of that de-urbanization theme, house prices moving up, and if you take a look at the home
home builders, whether it's Horton, Toll Brothers, as examples, those stock prices have moved up. Take a look also at Sherwin-Williams. Its stock prices moved up. Best Buy, Restoration Hardware, again, part of those themes and also part of the of the be home is another theme i think is going to continue very good mr money talk glers you heard him pick up that phone and make that call for that free 48 minute financial consultation at 952-925-5608 once again that number is 952-925-5608 josh once again thank you so much for the time and the chat and we'll talk to you again on thursday thank you bye chris Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.